welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Well, it's Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are going to highlight another story from ARC Stories event. It was an event that we held on May 7th, 2021 in Birmingham, Alabama. And ARC Stories is a time where we bring in different speakers to be able to tell of their stories of, of hope, of adoption, of orphan care, of caring for the vulnerable, of loving on vulnerable women, or maybe from some of those women who've been ministered to in a, in a trying time during their life. Well, today we're going to get to hear from Julie Adams. She was a single woman who was able to adopt Lola Ruth, her little girl from Bulgaria. And we are so grateful because we get to hear uh, about how this little girl was in the hospital and almost passed away during COVID, but how the Lord brought forth the ability for Julie to be able to bring her home just in time. And so it is a story filled with hope. It's a story filled with expectation. And I know that you're going to enjoy that. But before we hear from Julie, I want to remind you about parent coaching. Parent coaching is a service available for any parent who needs additional insight into their child's behavior. It's tailored to each family and to each child. These are 45 to 60 minute sessions filled with proven tools and techniques to use in building additional strengths in parenting. You can see our show notes or visit lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching for more information and to be connected with a Lifeline staff member. So we want to stand alongside families, want to help hold their arms up during difficulty. And ultimately, we want to provide this coaching to help you and your child thrive and for ultimately you to be able to show them and and the the gospel of Christ Jesus. Again, you can always go to lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching or see the show notes. Well, now, without further ado, I'm excited for you to get to hear from Julie Adams, who told this story on May 7th, 2021, at the Lifeline Arc Stories event held in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, there's this thought process that when you go to college, you not only graduate uh, with a degree, but you graduate with a ring on your finger. You see, you go to college, you meet the love of your life, you graduate, you get engaged, you get married, have children. But what if that is not your story? That is not my story. You see, I never met the love of my life, but I've always desired to be a mom. So in 2017, I began the adoption journey. In 2017, I bought a house, went through classes, trying to find out what to do next. So I made a phone call to a local agency, and it's a conversation I will never forget. I called them, told them my story, and the lady on the other end of the phone said, Miss Adams, if you're wanting to adopt a white, healthy baby girl, you'll be waiting for a very long time. To which I replied, I don't think you understand. I am wanting to adopt the child that everyone is overlooking. The child that no one is standing in line for. 
send me that child. Send me their profile. And she said something I'll never forget. She said, Miss Adams, if you're willing to adopt a child like that, you'll move to the top of the list. And at that point, I realized that there must be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of children waiting for their forever families. And they're waiting in orphanages and foster homes because their needs are too great. And people are terrified. So that was a pivotal moment for me in my adoption process. Fast forward to April of 2019. There I was reading my emails. Uh, In the adoption process, you join almost every email club that they have, thinking you'll get something, and sure enough, I did. It was like awaiting children around the world, and a new profile had been released of a little girl with Down syndrome and a few other things waiting in Bulgaria. So I inquired about her, and then I reached out to Lifeline. Fast forward to December of 2019. My mom and I hop on a plane, and we fly to Bulgaria to meet my daughter, Lola Ruth. We come back home. In February of 2020, court happens, and we pass, and then COVID happens. The lovely coronavirus shuts everything down. No flights out, no flights in. But by the grace of God, in June of 2020, there we were, boarding a plane, heading back to Bulgaria to bring Lola Ruth home. Lola Ruth has been home for almost 10 months, and she's here tonight. And what a blessing it has been. Since being home, we see specialist after specialist after specialist, doctor visit after doctor visit after doctor visit, because that is a part of Lola Roos daily life, not weekly and not monthly, but a part of her daily life. But even seeing all of those specialists and seeing all of those doctors did not prepare me for what we were about to go through in March of this year. And on March 4th, Lola Ruth went in for a typical procedure at Children's Hospital. She went in for a TNA, tonsils and adenoids. And after she got done, Lola Ruth began to decline quickly. As the doctor said, this is the perfect storm brewing in her body. Soon after that, we were moved to special care. And soon after that, we were moved to the intensive care unit. And there I was, just me and Lola Ruth, watching her, me watching her, fighting for her life. I remember the doctor coming in early that morning, looking at me, looking at Lola Ruth, asking a few questions, looking at me, staring at Lola Ruth with a puzzled look on his face. He said, this child is very sick. She needs to be put on a ventilator. The heartache and the peace that I felt as I granted a man that I've never met, except for that morning, giving him permission to put my daughter on a machine that would breathe for her. The pain I felt. 
started to realize you can't know the deepest joy until you felt the deepest pains. And oh, how I have felt the deepest of pains. I remember walking out of her room as they began the procedure, tears flowing down my face, my mother behind me, tears flowing down her face, looking up at the nurses, their eyes began to fill with tears, us saying goodbye to her, the pain I felt, the pain that I felt as I paced back and forth of that seventh floor ICU waiting room, wondering, did I make the right decision? The pain that I felt as I walked back into her room, with machines beeping, tubes everywhere, her still small body just laying there. The pain I felt. For five long days, Lola Ruth would lay in that bed with the machine and tubes and nurses and doctors doing all the work for her. But on the fifth day, I found out that Lola Ruth is a fighter. And I started to find out that I had to be one too. Lola Rue started initiating breaths on her own. Lola Rue started opening her eyes and looking around. Lola Rue started to try to sit up. Even though she was halfway sedated, she was trying her hardest. She passed two tests to come off the ventilator. And later on that afternoon at 3.48 p.m., Lola Ruth came off the ventilator and sat up in her bed. First question they asked me, would you like to hold your daughter? Of course, of course I want to hold her. It's terrifying holding your child with what seems like a thousand wires coming out of her body. It's scary. But there we were, eye to eye, face to face, in a mixture of emotions. As crazy as it sounds, I never want to forget those days. I never want to forget those 16 days spent in the special care unit and the ICU at Children's Hospital. I never want to forget those days, those five days of a machine doing all the work for her. Because those days remind me that God is God and I am not. He is faithful. Those days remind me that how kind he has been to us. Those days remind me that how the body of Christ, people from all over this country, thousands of miles away, away came together to pray and support Lola Ruth. I never want to forget those days because those days remind me how faithful he has been. He's been so faithful from the moment I started the adoption process to that moment rocking her in the ICU with a thousand wires coming out of her. It reminds me of who God is, and he is a faithful father to her, to me, and to all of us. I often tell people that God writes the best stories. And as crazy as it has been, as crazy as it is, and as crazy and hard as it will be, this is ours. Thanks be to God for the things that He has done. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.